When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Now, the biggest news of 2022 had to be Walkinshaw and Ready United making the announcement that they will be switching to Ford. After three decades of association with Holden, they will not be going with the Camaro in 2023 and will be in Ford Mustangs for Gen 3. Ryan Walkinshaw spoke to Greg Murphy on race control. Murph, of course, one of the more decorated drivers for WAU back in their Holden Racing Team days. And he spoke to him about the decision to make the move in our feature interview, thanks to Riker Filters, the professional's choice. Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. A little bit jet lagged, but can't complain. Yeah, interesting old week for you. I, I look, we've, I've been looking at your Instagram page and the the responses to the open letter you put out there, understanding that there were going to be a lot of upset fans. The one word that comes to mind, Ryan, is passion. Let me just read you one, because there's a lot of positives out there for your team as well. This go, this individual goes, I've never had my heart broken, but I got a feeling this is what it feels like. Thanks for the memories for the last 30 years, but I can't follow you guys to a car manufacturer that I've hated since the day <laughs> I was born. Holden is in my blood, Although they are no more, it will always be in my blood. Hopefully we can earn Bathurst this year in the championship so we can end the Holden era as the best Holden team ever. It says a lot about the passion, about passion doesn't it? It does, but you wouldn't really have it any other way, right? Because um, it's, uh, if, it was, if it wasn't for that passion, we wouldn't have such a fantastic sport and, uh, and such a successful sport. And, um, you know, we, we've got the best fans. In the category, and I've always uh, maintained that we've, we've, we've always had that. Um, we knew there was going to be some backlash. Obviously, there's going to be some backlash, particularly with the team that we're going, or the manufacturer that we're going to. Um, but I think the, the biggest surprise that we had was actually the amount of positivity that we got out of it because you know, we, uh, we expected the worst and planned for the worst. But the vast, vast, vast majority of our fans, um, even if they didn't like the decision, they understood it, which is important, understanding why we had to make the change. Um, but uh, you know the amount of people that said they were going to follow us and they were coming along to uh, and they were fans of the team and, and, and not just fans of the manufacturer was, was really quite surprising and um, encouraging. Um, and you know we reckon there was only really about you know, 10, 15 percent of, of, of the comments that were um, you know uh, genuinely angry and, and upset. But even a lot of those we've already been keeping a track of a lot of people and um, you know their responses and their attitudes have changed in the last few days. Um, you know, now the dust has settled. So, um, you know, most of our fans follow us because of the team that we are, the drivers that we have, the values that we have, uh, how we go about running our business and our race team. Um, and uh, we're pretty confident that the vast majority will, will, will continue to support us. So, hey, mate, um, did you 
going, you know, before the announcement and the build up and obviously uh, doing deals and contracts and bits and pieces, did you, did you do any sort of research? Anyone do any external research about that whole part of that process and the fan expectation or, or how you expected they might react to any of that? Was there, was there a lot of effort put in prior to actually going down the path of, of putting, putting the deal in place? Yeah, there was, and I won't go into any detail on that, but yes, we did a fair bit of due diligence um, in trying to understand uh, our demographics. We worked quite heavily with various different uh, uh, media companies to understand what our, what our fan base, uh, who they are, and, 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 and trying to understand how they think, um, and particularly as a, as a tool to be able to add value to our, to our partners and our sponsors. We invest heavily in that, in that area, um, and a lot of sporting teams do. In fact, most sporting teams do um, in various degrees. So yeah, we've got a pretty strong understanding of our of our core fan base, um, and even little interesting things came out of that. For example, that we're the team in supercars that are most followed by females uh, in the category, um, and we're the second highest uh, followed team for under 30s, for example. So, and these things come in, into play as well in this discussion because uh, when you look at the core fan base of, of old school HRT Holden diehard fans, uh, you know, the vast majority of them are over the age of 60, um, and they're male. Um, and so, you know, how we actually index with our fan base now, you know, our fan base as a team has changed dramatically from, you know, the early 2000s, for example, when it was, you know, uh, probably one of the highest male-followed uh, teams in the categories. Um, and that's just one of many different examples that came out of that work, but um, it, was, it was quite interesting. Hey, we've, we've, we've obviously seen um, a couple of other manufacturers uh, come and... Uh, quite quickly go again in the game and be at supercars. And I know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of research and done a lot of talking to manufacturers over the years about, about the sport, about the class in Australia. Um, Can you tell us how many other manufacturers you, you you have actually approached and and spoken to um, over the last 10 years um, looking, looking to, to make a break away from, from the norm and um, did any come very close? Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't really over the last 10 years. It was mainly over the last sort of three or four. Um, okay. Since Michael and Zach uh, came on, we, we, we were committed that we were either going to become a factory team again with GM or we we're going to move. Um, because, as you know, Greg, um, I don't think there's been a, a team that hasn't had factory support in the last 12 years and supercars has won a championship. So it is, it is important. It's a, it's a critical part if we want to go and achieve the, uh, the, the, the ambitions that we have as a race team on track. Um, and uh, I can't tell you who we spoke to from manufacturing. Oh, he's gone. We just double check that, Sanjay. Oh, he's just gone away. Right, I'm still here. Yeah, can you hear oh, me? sorry, we, we just no, lo- we just lost you for a moment, buddy. That's all right. Um, but I can say that you know we did, we did have conversations with uh, with at least six different manufacturers, um, and uh, three of them were serious. Two of them became serious, and then one of them we ended up uh, choosing as a uh, as the manufacturer we wanted to go to go to go with. Then why did they pull the pin, the one that you wanted to go with? Oh, was, it Ford, was that the Ford one in the end? Ford one was the one that we wanted to oh, go okay, with. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, but we, you know, we, we, had, we had another offer on the table, but it, wasn't, it, wasn't, um, it didn't feel like the right one. Um, we were very close to uh, another deal a couple of years ago, which uh, fell over at the last hurdle as well, but that was COVID-related. Um, yeah. uh, to be honest, the, the interest from manufacturers in supercars is there. Um, but in, in, in times where the product offering from manufacturers is going uh, electric, uh, from a marketing perspective, it, it's, it becomes a more difficult sell. They understand the value. They love the sport. They understand that you know, the, the value is a, is a, is a mechanism to, uh, to speak to fans and to engage motorsport enthusiasts. Um, it becomes more often than not 
a difficult discussion to have with their global headquarters. Normally regional, from our experience, has been positive and wanted to do these programs. When it goes uh, to their global offices, um, you know, it's yeah. aligned specifically with their global brand, uh, uh, their global brand uh, plans for their, for their products, which is, again, electric. Um, and it becomes a much harder sell. So, so, so this is a really intriguing uh, uh, discussion because that thought process from the head office, does that give you concern for the future of supercars? Um, it, it doesn't because I don't think supercars should be a manufacturer-dependent uh, category. Um, and I don't really think it is. If you actually look at the supercars category, you've got two manufacturers in um, next year, which is, which is Chevrolet and... Uh, but... Um, yeah. Teams that are, that are you know, on support. Um, most of the teams in supercars are, are, are private teams that um, you know get very little, get either none or very little uh, genuine support from the manufacturer. Um, and I think uh, Gen Three should also uh, assist in that becoming uh, assist in the sport becoming less reliant on manufacturers. It should become easier for a manufacturer to come into the category. But there's still work to do, I think, as a category in order to be able to. Uh, ensure that it becomes a much uh, simpler platform for uh, the teams to bring in brands that are supported or not supported by the by the manufacturer, um, or to actually you know get full factory back back teams in the uh, in in the category as well. Yeah, it's a tricky tricky space, and um, you know I I, I mean I think uh, what we've got in supercars is. Uh, moving forward is going to be very exciting, but um, wait and see, I suppose, if anyone else gets involved. Hey, um, mm. can we just uh, quickly touch on um, the last couple of rounds? I mean, uh, heading into uh, Perth um, the other week, uh, there was only two winners in, in supercars, and it was uh, mm-hmm. Shane Gisberg and Chaz Moster. And then um, looking so strong at the Grand Prix, Chaz and Nick, uh, very good speed. And then I was shocked. I'm sure you were more than shocked um, at the what happened on the weekend at, at Barbagello. I mean, what's been the 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 turn? Well, the debrief side of things after after WA and and where are you guys heading? Because that was that was some hell of a shock to I think everybody. Yeah, I mean, we definitely weren't expecting it. No one was, and, and no one uh, no one in the team would, would ever even try and pretend that it was remotely acceptable, right? So we, we we've we've got pretty lofty ambitions as a team, and we've been uh, we've been we've been doing pretty well um, for the last sort of uh, twelve eighteen months, and, and improving and improving. And as you say, um, going into Perth, we're the only team other than Shane to have won uh, to have won races this year, um, and. Uh, you know, then that came out and uh, and and the battle a little bit. So it was a bit of a shock. Um, we know what went wrong, um, and hopefully we fixed it. Um, it, was, uh, it was, you know, something we understand that uh, that uh, didn't go our way. Um, and obviously, the test day at Winton um, has helped us to validate that as well. Um, so yeah, it was a shock. Uh, we all wish it hadn't been like that, but um, yeah, hopefully there's some benefits actually that we found off the back of it. And um, yeah, I don't anticipate we'll see another. Uh, Double back row uh, qualification again for the team, and there's something absolutely horrendous happens. It's you know we've got great drivers, we've got great engineering team, we've got good cars, uh, we've got cars that can win races and get podiums, as we've proven uh, strongly over the last uh, 12, oh, 12, 18 months in particular. Um, you know, and one bad weekend doesn't uh, doesn't you know doesn't create a trend, right? You know, in the same way that just winning a bunch of races or a couple of races um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win a championship. So. Uh, you know, we learn from it. We put it behind us. We're a strong team. Um, we all support each other, and we press on and, and eyes forward to the next event. 
Yeah, no, I mean, one one uh, weekend that certainly doesn't define anybody. Um, but, and I know you're not going to tell me in detail in any way, shape, form what it was. But <laughs> but were you were you stuck uh, with what you had? Was it was it something that that had been done for the weekend uh, parts wise, or something that that forced you to have to just deal with it for the weekend? Um, and now you have rectified that since you left there, and you've you've been to the test. Um, or was yeah. it just a, a, was it some confusion? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go in, in, into any detail on that, but I mean, I'm, I'm, you're not a million miles off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Hey, hey, Ryan, how, how genuinely excited are you about Gen 3 now that you know you've got a brand, you can start building the car, you've got factory support? I mean, it, does it give you a lift now for the rest of the season, knowing what's ahead? Um, it, it does have to the rest of the season. It's more around points to ensure that we leave. We... On high, um, several decades, um, and uh, what we really want is to finish the season and finish our time with them uh, in the best way possible. Ideally, on the top step of Bathurst, and um, you know, I think it'd be quite a special race, the final race of the season at the Adelaide 500 in you know Holden's mecca of Australia, um, you know, the centre of, of Holden manufacturing for so long in this country. Um, and, and the last time you'll ever hear, uh, uh, we ever see a, a, a Holden car racing around a race, racetrack, again, you know, it's literally going to be the final hall of the line. So um, I think uh, you know, our focus is, is very much on wanting to, uh, to, try and, to try and win those events and um, you know, be remembered as, as the last team to have ever won with a Holden car, uh, both in the season and, and also at Bathurst. Nice goal, mate. Thanks, as always, for giving us your time. And, and it's been, I'm sure, a bit of a fun. Not so challenging because you knew what to expect, but uh, go well in the next round. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Thank Adam. you very much, guys. Appreciate the time. Ryan Walkinshaw speaking to Greg Murphy on Race Control, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.